Good morning. I like that. The movie message event of the summer. <laughs> it's coming. Uh, we're launching that series today by introducing the whole series in terms of some backdrop things that we're going to try to accomplish uh, through it and then to help you get ready to uh, walk with us through that series. Um, before we get into the message today, there's some special guests here I'd like to introduce to you. Uh, my mentor, Harold Bullock, who's the pastor of Hope Church in Fort Worth, is here this morning. And he is going to be speaking to us here in Alhambra on the 23rd of this month. He's going to handle the theme behind Monsters University. So I think that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, he's here with his associate pastor, Jerry Roberts. And uh, Harold has probably, besides my, my own father and parents, made the most impact on my life and definitely has made the most impact on my ministry. He's the biggest influence in what we do here and, and how we do it. And then Jerry has also been a tremendous example to me through the years of a man who walks uh, by faith. And I, I've been able to look ahead and be drawn toward the right things by his life. And I really appreciate you guys. Would, would you all stand for, for a minute? Just a moment, then we'll say. Thank you. I, I just glad you guys are here. Um, like I said, today is the backdrop message, and we're going to look at why we can appreciate uh, the, the art of movies and the need to evaluate the ideas that are flowing from them. Movies are an art form, and probably the most prolific art form in our, in our culture. Art inspires and it motivates. It's very, very powerful. It combines music and visuals in a way that we have an emotional experience. If you're drawn into the movie, you have an emotional experience. And it moves our heart in a direction. So it's important for us, as we watch movies, as we get drawn into the experience, to um, learn how to evaluate what we're inspired to do in the movie so that we end up heading the right direction, doing the right things. So in this series, what we're doing is we're not really talking about the movies as much as we're looking at the message or the theme behind the movie and asking, is that, is that message true and real? Is, does it match? How does it match with reality? We need to train ourselves this way. To, to ask, how does this message square with reality? Movie makers are the major storytellers of our day. They're, they're the ones telling the stories. And the stories of a culture carry its values. And so you see these in the movies. Now, Jesus, he was a master storyteller. He was the master storyteller. He, he had this ability to get a crowd wrapped in attention as he laid out the truth. And I, I've, I've thought as we do this series, I've wondered what kind of movies he could produce. They'd be awesome. You know, he didn't have the ability to produce movies then. Uh, well, he could have, but he didn't. Um, but they didn't have the equipment. It wasn't a normal thing. Um, he, he didn't have film then. So he used parables, very short 
creative stories or object lessons. He still used sight and object lessons from everyday life to communicate very important truths. A parable is a short story, usually has to do with everyday things, experiences, and items, and it contains a timeless truth, an eternal truth. They go right to the heart of the topic. Jesus was a master at this. He would use them to address uh, and help shape perspective of the crowd, the people that he was talking to, and help move them to action. His disciples one time asked him why he used parables. And then he explained right here in Matthew 13, 12 and 13. He said, whenever someone has a ready heart for this, he's talking about the kingdom of God, deciding to follow him. The insights and the understandings flow freely. So in other words, if, if you're inclined to follow him, uh, the scripture, what he's saying, his teaching makes sense. But if there is no readiness, any trace of receptivity soon disappears. That's why I tell stories. To create readiness to nudge the people toward receptive insight. And that's what movies do. They, they nudge us in a certain direction. Powerful stories do that. They nudge us to go somewhere. If we're following Jesus, then we need to make sure uh, that the stories are nudging us in the right direction. That they're taking us in the right way. And so, since movies are like the parables of our culture and the filmmakers are the storytellers of our day, then we need to make sure that we go where we need to go, not where the movies are necessarily taking us. Uh, They definitely nudge us in a direction that has been defined and designed by the filmmakers themselves. So, like I said, this summer, we're going to identify the major themes in each movie. And we're going to talk about and then look at what the Bible says about that theme. We're going to measure it up and see. We're not studying the movies themselves. We're not going to dig into those. But the themes that are highlighted in each movie, because the recurring themes in movies and stories of a culture tend to reflect what's going on in the culture and their common everyday experiences and things that that we uh, go through as human beings. So we're not endorsing the movies. I want to make that clear. Some I would not recommend going to necessarily, Uh, probably most. I mean, it's up to you if you'd like to go. But since the movies carry these major ideas of our culture, we're going to look at the themes and evaluate them. That's, That's what this series is all about. And what we're going to do is we're going to aim to uncover the message of the movie. And then we're going to measure up that message with the Word of God and what the Bible says about the very same things and themes. Because even though the Bible was written thousands of years ago, thousands of years ago, it it is relevant today and it speaks to the same themes. And we can gain a lot of wisdom from it. Box office wisdom, in contrast to the Scripture, is what the movies say about how to reach goals and solve problems. Wisdom is basically the ability to read what's going on in life, read a situation, and decide to act 
in the best way to reach the goal or solve the problem. Actually, wisdom's able to choose the right goals and the right just way to approach uh, the solution of the problem or the goal that you're trying to accomplish. So we all have this fund of ideas and understanding that we draw from to deal with the goals we're trying to reach, to try to reach the, meet up with the challenges and solve the problems that we're facing. And that fund of ideas, that's, that's the wisdom that we draw from to handle life. You'll find a kind of wisdom in the box office, but box office wisdom must match God's word to be real. That's the main idea of this series. In movies, the characters are reaching for goals, solving problems, dealing with difficult scenarios. That creates the tension in the movie. The screenwriter is using their wisdom or the wisdom that they're trying to uh, get across to solve the problems, to reach the goal. And this is what they're offering the viewers. We, we read a movie by uh, understanding what the movie maker is saying about how life works. Because the movie is, first of all, it's a screenplay. And it's something that's written. So we, we actually read it while we're watching and trying to understand what's going on. So we read it by knowing what the movie maker is saying about how life works. And the best way to reach a goal or to solve a problem and many times the message of the movie is uh, captured in a change in the motivation of the main character or in a, uh, the cha- a change in their perspective or the way that the problem solved. So that, that becomes the message. Movies, I'd like to look at a common way that movies are structured. Uh, this, is, this is commonly how they're structured. In the first 30 minutes, take a two-hour movie, and in the first 30 minutes of the movie, you're introduced to the main characters, and in that time period, the goal that they're, they're trying to reach, the main character, the problem that they're trying to solve, the difficult scenario that they're facing, the challenge, you, you get an idea of what that is in the first 30 minutes of the movie. Next, the characters in the next... 60 minutes, roughly, uh, the middle 60 minutes, they're working to reach the goal. Things are happening. Stuff's going on. Maybe bombs are going off. Who knows <laughs> what's going on? But they're working to reach the goal, solve the problem, or overcome the difficulty or challenge. And then in the last 30 minutes or so, the goal is reached, the problem is solved, the challenge is overcome. So that's, that's the basic structure of a, a two-hour movie. We'll, we'll see this over and over again. And the message, you can uncover the message often in movies by looking at what happens when they begin to reach the goal, when they begin to solve the problem. Is there a change in the motivation of the main character? Is there a change in perspective? What, what is it that helps them accomplish the goal or solve the problem? That's what the movie maker is trying to tell us life is about. That's how life works. When we see that shift, two things give us big clues to the message of a movie. The first one is a major change in the main character uh, 
it, that helps that character reach the goal or solve the problem or meet the challenge. For instance, if a movie maker is trying to show the value of family life, often like in the movie Family Man, trying to show the value of family life, and there will be a character, the main character is a bachelor, a committed bachelor, doesn't want to have anything to do with family life. But by the end of the movie, there's a shift in his perspective, and he begins to highly value family and wants to be a part of it, and then... I won't tell you the end, but that <laughs> you've probably seen it. It's an old movie, but that shift, the, the movie maker is trying to point out how important family is. That happens over and over again. You see that shift. So that's the first clue, a major change in the main character. And then how the, the main characters are able to reach their goal or solve the problem, that's another clue. How, how that happens, major clue to the message of a movie. Now, the steps that we're going to use to match the wisdom from the movies are this. We're going to identify the goal that they're reaching for, the problem to be solved. We're going to try to find the message in the movie. Watch how they work to reach it, solve it, or overcome it. Or this is the way you can do it. We're not going to watch the movie. Uh, And identify the key that unlocks the goal or challenge. And then, this is what we're going to do here. Match the resolution up with the wisdom of the Bible. That's what we're going to be working on. Since masterfully done movies are a powerful medium and we're pulled in and we experience what's going on on the screen, it's important to read and evaluate the movies that we see. Very, very important. So to accomplish that, the very first thing we should do is filter the ideas you collect in the movies through the truths in the Bible. Measure them by it. This is what, if, you, if you've decided to follow Christ, this is a fun thing to do. It's very helpful and it's very important to filter the ideas you collect through the Scripture. Romans 12.2 says this. This is in a paraphrase. I really like the way this is said. Don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what He wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings the best out in you, develops well-formed maturity in you. Movies and songs in the media have this ability to pull us in a direction that's been determined by the writers and the direct directors. I went to a, an Eagles concert. They were one of my favorite bands in high school, and a friend of mine got tickets. This was a long time ago when uh, I was just first getting into ministry. It was a Saturday night. It was the night before uh, worship the next day. And he had a date fall through, so I got I got to go. I I, I wasn't a, you know going to buy the ticket myself, but I got I got invited because of that. And first half of the concert, I was mainly looking around at everything that was going on around me and amazed and very grateful that it was outdoors. First of all, because we were pinned against the wall of the Rose Bowl, and I was thinking, I'm glad this stuff has the ability to get out of here and not affect me. I've got to speak in the morning. And so we're at the concert, and then 
The second half of the concert, they started doing a lot of their old stuff. They arranged it in a way that you were really drawn into what they were singing. And I started to sing the songs. And I'd start a song and I'd think, I can't sing that anymore. I can't say that. I can't let that come out of my mouth. And so I'd stop myself. So another song would crank up. Same thing. I'm like, man, this, oh, I can't say that. I can't sing that. Because between my high school days and my early 30s, I had learned to evaluate what I was thinking and what I was singing and whatever I was giving my, my words to. If we're to trace many of our most strongly held ideas today, many of them would come right out of the movies or other media because they have this ability to imprint on us. So it's very important to just don't get sucked in and adapt without thinking about what you're listening to or what you're buying into or what's pulling you in a certain direction. This is the way it works. Our mind formulates a mental image of something seen, imagined, abstract, or sensed, and it becomes an idea. This is how ideas form. We have a variety of ideas that we we have. There are different kinds of ideas in our mind, and they all have different kinds of um, umph to them, power to them. Um, But anyway, our mind formulates these things. They become ideas. Put this together with a story and words, these ideas, which is what they do in the movies and in media. Put it together with words, music, visuals, create emotion tied to it, the story of what's going on on the screen, the things being communicated. They can become a part of our thinking. They can sneak by. And we begin to just adapt or adopt to that thinking uh, without, without really giving it another thought. And then the emotion coupled with the idea imprints on you. And so what happens is movies can cause us to drop our guard like a drawbridge. can cause us to drop our guard and we're open to these ideas that begin to form. And we've got a guard against certain ideas. But we gather a lot of ideas from the media and the culture And there are a variety of ideas. There are thoughts. They're the result of reflecting, reasoning, or meditation. In other words, thoughts are are those that we've really given some time to. And we've connected dots and we've decided that's the way I think. That's what I buy into. Concepts are ideas that are formed by consideration of instances or patterns of occurrences in a species or a group through analysis. So these things are also ideas that we've we've really given some thought to. Um, More broadly, uh, a concept is an idea of the way something should be. So we have a concept in our mind. Now, there's another kind of idea called a notion. And a notion is an idea that's not much resolved by analysis or reflection. It may suggest that it's capricious, impulsive, unpredictable, gathered by impulse, or accidental. You, in other words, you know, sometimes you say you have the oddest notions. <laughs> you know, you have the, the, the just um, impressions are another kind of idea, and they result immediately from some stimulation of the senses. So uh, you see it, you feel it, 
And you have this impression that carries an ideal with it. Now, those last two things, if we're not careful, are what we tend to collect from movies, notions and impressions. And it's easy for people today who are really into movies and watch movies to operate out of notions and impressions that they picked up from the, in, the, the media because they stick like glue and influence our mind. And so what Romans 12.2 was saying is we need to be not conformed to this world and its way of thinking, but transformed by the renewing of our mind. We've got to protect our mind. We've got to watch it and think through these ideas that are hitting us and coming at us because through the movies and media, they tend to stick like glue. In this series, we're saying that we need to check all notions and impressions against the scriptures. And this is how to avoid fitting into our culture without thinking. Movies tend to get to our hearts at this notion and impression level where we don't get engage our mind and we let our emotions just lead us with the movie. We tend to root for what the directors and producers of the movie, the screenwriters, want us to root for. We start cheering things on. Now, it's interesting. Filmmakers typically don't build their ideas on timeless truths from Scripture that are available in the Bible. They, that's, that's not their concern. What they are trying to communicate isn't necessarily time-tested and proven. So here's an example from Steven Spielberg, one of the, the best movie makers of our day, one of the most honored, awarded movie makers. This is what he says about the movie Close Encounters of the Third Kind and what he was trying to accomplish through it. There was a shift in his thinking from the time he made the movie and uh, to the time he gave this quote. This is what he says. When older people read my script of, of Close Encounters, they wanted me to make him the main character. They wanted me to make him a single man who wouldn't have to give up his family. I saw it as a story. Now he makes a value judgment here. I saw it as a story about a man who has to follow his dream, his obsession to its natural conclusion. Everybody of my generation, he was younger then, everybody of my generation got it, but everybody older thought it was irresponsible. And then look what he says. But I must tell you, I would, have not, I would not have written it that way today. Now that I have seven children, never. I would never write a story today that encouraged the father and husband to abandon his family. His values had shifted. He had written the original screenplay uh, based on his values at the time. Follow your dream at all costs. Doesn't matter. Go for it. But as he grew, had a family, seven children, his values shifted dramatically and he would never write it that way again. Because he understands the power of a movie, of a mediated experience that draws people in a certain direction. And this is why olders are valued in the Bible. Older people are, are to be honored and valued. Those who have walked with God for a long time. Because they have tested the truth in the Bible. In the Word of God. 
and they can recognize counterfeit wisdom. So if you go to them for advice, people who have walked with God for a long time, they're able to help you sort things out. If we're not careful, faulty ideas like the ones Spielberg bought into, they plant in us like seeds and then weeds grow from them in our attitudes and relationships. And when the fruit shows up, it's rotten. It impacts our lives in a, in a tremendously powerful way. So we have to guard against this. Um, we, we need to watch the themes uh, of movies and TV and media and evaluate their merit based on the, the Bible. Here are some of the common themes that we see that we, we should be watching out for. Have faith in yourself. Now, we need confidence, but the encouragement is to just... Under your own strength and resources, make it happen. Morality is a matter of personal values. Another major theme. Kids are wiser and more sensitive than their parents. Men are inept and sensitive. These are themes you see over and over again. Committed Christians are lunatics. Another theme. They're out of touch with reality. They're crazy. Every form of sexual adventurism is acceptable. It's another theme we're, we see. Uh, witches and people with supernatural power are normal and nice or not necessarily real. Tolerance is among the highest values that we see. And then, especially on TV, you see a couple themes. Consumerism is the answer to all your problems. That's one of them you're going to see. Uh, stay tuned because we don't want you to miss this. You, you, get, you get on TV, it's, it's always the next best thing. You can't, can't turn it off because you got to see what happens next. So those are some themes that you see over and over again. And we need to filter these. Think about it. Watch what we're watching and engage our mind to make sure that we're buying into notions and impressions that really are true and real to us. A second step to match up box office wisdom with God's word is to watch out for hollow truths. A hollow truth is a you see a lot of these on uh, movies and TV. A hollow truth is a general idea, and it's a it's a good idea basically that you can fill with your own version of reality. Proverbs four twenty three says, "Keep your heart." With all diligence, for from it flow the springs of life. And so as we see what's going on in the movie, we need to make sure that we're thinking through what it's communicating and filling it with the right things, filling our mind and our heart with the right things. In the Bible, your heart isn't necessarily the, the center of your emotions, but it's where you, it's the decision-making center of your life. It's where you make decisions and how you decide to respond and the choices you make impact your life over the long haul. So we guard it, and we need to guard it from hollow truths. Some examples of hollow truths that we've got to look out for is belief. It's one example. Belief is important. Many times in the movies, you see that the power is in the belief itself, not whatever it is they're believing in. And you fill that truth, that hollow truth of belief with whatever you want, 
to believe in. But the fact is, it really does matter who or what you're trusting in. It makes a big difference. But that's a hollow truth. You see that. You can fill it yourself. Love is another one. Romantic love trumps all other qualities many times in most movies. And so what happens is when, when somebody's in a, a marriage, sometimes they're, they're in this marriage and the, the writer will make out one of the people to be despicable. And then romance begins to flare up. And you're, you're there watching the movie rooting for this person to dump the jerk and go with the one that they're, that, that's where the romance is. It's pulling our heartstrings. Is that right? Adultery is not okay, according to Scripture. So we, we watch out for these hollow truths. God's love in the Bible is a very specific kind of love. It does what's best for the other person regardless of how you feel. It just does the best. does what's right. Courage is another high value in movies that we see, and it can be a hollow truth. One that you fill with whatever you want. Because sometimes it's, it's highly valued, but it's valued in that they're sidestepping legitimate authority to show the courage in many kid movies. Um, kids have to get out from under the authority of their parents to do what really needs to happen. And we need to evaluate whether or not it's directed toward the right goal. Sometimes courage is valued and honored in a movie when the people showing the courage are not on the right side of the law. They're not doing right. They're not being just. So we watch that. Um, It's important to consider as we watch movies. If I take that line of thinking to its conclusion... What will happen? Proverbs 17.24 says, A discerning man keeps wisdom in view, but a fool's eyes wander to the end of the earth. To keep wisdom in view, we must saturate ourselves with the Word of God. It's the only real way to be able to distinguish right and wrong and to recognize hollow truths. Because in Scripture, you have all the dots connected. God, who wrote, who uh, made the universe, who made us, and designed life to work, he's connected all the dots, and we can find out what he says about life there. Charles Spurgeon said this, Discernment is not a matter of simply telling the difference between right and wrong. Rather, it is telling the difference between right and almost right. We need help to do that. So it's important. We need two skills to develop discernment and being able to measure the truth of box office wisdom. First skill, we need to know how to handle God's Word. We soak it up. That's why it's important to come hear it. Because we're, we're hearing the truth, we're soaking it in, we're understanding what the major principles of the, the Bible are, the God's Word. We're, we can read it, we can study it, we soak it in and it begins to insulate us. Because it's real. God speaks to us through it and we can begin to recognize Uh, The counterfeit, counterfeit wisdom. Second skill is to know how to uncover the message in a movie. And so I I have a handout for you in the uh, program. If you'd pull that out, I just want to point out a couple things. And maybe you can practice this week on a movie or a TV show, uh, pulling out the message of, of the movie. 
but there are some ideas here uh, for helping you and some questions to ask. If you want to understand the message statement on the front side, that's mainly about understanding the message statement of a movie. The question is asked, first of all, who is the hero? Who's the main character? It's not always the good guy, but who's the main character of the movie? Second, what's the movie about? What's the hero's goal? Uh, A goal is a strong desire that drives the story. And then third, what is the hero's initial motivation? Why do they want to achieve their goal? Almost always the hero talks to a sidekick or a friend and tells them what they really want related to what's going on in the movie. And that, that's an important clue to listen to that. And then four, how does the hero or the hero's motivation change by the end of the movie? Is there something within the hero that changes? Perspective or something. Identify that change. That's a major clue to what the screenwriter, the producer and director are trying to communicate through that movie. And then if you flip it over and skip down, you can look through this later on your own and maybe watch a movie and practice. It's a lot of fun to do this. I, I, you know, if your family or the people around you don't appreciate your, your comments about the movie, maybe you just make the change slowly. But you can practice with this. Um, understanding... Look at the first question under understanding the perspective or worldview of a movie. What were the problems encountered in the movie and how they were solved? On TV, that's about all the time you have. There's usually a problem that crops up and it gets solved. And you can identify the worldview and the value statement that way. Um, And then if you want to contrast it, you compare what that message is that you see with the scripture. That's, That's what we're going to do over these next few weeks. I'd like to wrap up the message uh, by asking you to take out the connection card that's in your program and uh, continue finish finishing anything you haven't been able to complete, any information on there that you'd like to complete. And then I've listed some next step on the back of that connection card that you might want to take as a result of hearing the message this morning. First one is memorize Psalm 19.7. It says, The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The statutes of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. This is where we get our wisdom from, from the Scriptures. We soak it in and we're able to handle the notions, impressions, the ideas, the concepts that are coming at us. So that's the first step. Second, set a goal to read the Bible and apply it so many days each week. Just read a paragraph. John is a good place to start. If you read John, Acts, Romans, you get a pretty good picture of uh, Christianity in those books. And you can start there and read a paragraph or a chapter and ask God to speak to you through it. Try to hear him. Try to apply it. But as we soak in the Bible, this is how we're able to insulate against the wrong ideas. It'll take us the wrong direction. And then another step would be just practice Uncovering the message in a movie or a TV show this week. Take that hand out and work with it. See if it makes sense. Uh, another step would be to, in, to attend the rest of this series. We're going to start with After Earth, After Fear next week. So attend the rest of the series and bring a friend or family member to that series. It would be great. 
It's going to be a lot of fun and I, I believe very, very helpful to us as we look at the themes and we identify the scriptural truth that, that matches up to it and how that matches up. Would you pray with me as the band comes up? Father, we thank you for the truth we see in scripture and how you help us to uh, walk through this life and navigate all the different ideas, the values, the things that are uh, coming at us, Lord. You give us everything we need to respond as we trust you. So, Lord, I ask for your help, and I ask that you would give us the ability to take the next steps, the strength and the power to take the next steps that you've laid on our heart today. We ask for your help in this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.